0: Hi everyone and welcome to our 27th SAMA. SAMA stands for Spooky ask me Anything where we invite an expert to talk about their area of expertise. Today we are very fortunate to have Peter Glidden with us. His chosen topic is holistic medical nutrition and attempting a cure. Peter has a doctorate degree in naturopathy, 29 years of clinical experience. One of his videos on YouTube alone has had 69 million views. You heard right, that's 69 million views. Um, Peter has held over 150 lectures worldwide since 2009. He's an author of the book The MD Emperor Has No Clothes. He's the radio host of Fire Your MD Now and The Dr. Glidden Show, one hour weekday program on gcnlive.com. He's a regular guest on radio show Dead Doctors Don't Lie since 2010. He's also a regular guest on radio show InfoWars with Alex Jones. And you think that stops there, it doesn't. He's also a regular guest on the TV show The Leon Show with Leon Fontaine. And a regular guest on the radio show Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. He's made <laughs> television appearances on public TV promoting te- promoting naturopathic medicine, He's been on television infomercials for Olympus Sat Network. And he was also interviewed as a leading expert in the 2016 documentary, The Big Secret, um, is the latest work by five-time Emmy Award-winning producer Alex Voss. You know, Peter, we're, we're so lucky to have you on board I knew it was going to take me a long time to read that list. And I know that <laughs> you, you didn't me. have to
1: go through all that. That's okay.
0: I, well, I've actually, I have actually um, not mentioned it all, but um, honestly, you're, 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 we're so lucky to have you on board. So I'll pass it over to you. Thank you so much.
1: Well, I appreciate, I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, you know, especially in the cultural and political environment that you live in. Uh, we're in a, we're in a pickle here worldwide. It's not just in the United States. It's not just Canada. It's not just the Western hemisphere. It's everywhere because nobody knows this because it's happened for such a long time, right? The easiest place to hide something is in plain sight. We have not had a free medical market for a hundred years and it's killing us literally. And in the United States, it's bankrupting us. So, about 100 years ago in the early 1900s in the United States, the American Medical Association was given complete control over who could call themselves a doctor and who could practice medicine and who could not. So for 100 years, the medical doctors, bless their hearts, have been in complete control over the development and the delivery of medicine and, you know, the United States leads and the world follows. and it's trickled down to all around the world now. MD-directed medicine everywhere all the time, and people don't understand that medical doctors don't practice medicine. Nobody practices medicine. Medicine is a giant umbrella under which many different disciplines hang, right? There's MD-directed medicine, which is allopathic medicine. Your medical doctor doesn't practice medicine. They practice allopathic medicine. There's chiropractic medicine, naturopathic medicine, homeopathic medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, herbalism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? All these different disciplines and what the MDs are trained in. But the predominant majority monopolistic Machiavellian, quite frankly, medicine in the world now is MD-directed medicine, and MD-directed allopathic medicine is most excellent for trauma care, for surgery, and for a handful of infectious diseases, but that's it. For most of the conditions that most people go to the doctor for most of the time, It's a failed methodology. As a matter of fact, it's academic. While the MDs and the pharmaceutical industry, we might add, have been in complete control over the development and the delivery of medicine, Alzheimer's has risen from obscurity to become the sixth leading cause of death. Autism now in the United States. Are you sitting down? One out of 25 children you're kidding, are born autistic. The statistics are, the projections are that by the year uh, 2025, half of the kids in the United States will be autistic. Type 2 diabetes through the roof, heart disease unchanged, the, the incidence of heart disease unchanged, this after $25 billion a year in cholesterol-lowering statin drugs. You've got to be kidding me. Arthritis at rising life expectancy getting shorter mm-hmm. we are getting sicker not healthier while we have let the md's be in charge of the development and the delivery of medicine it's time we all collectively snapped out of it pulled our heads out of the sand and said look enough is enough mm-hmm. i'm not i'm just not going to take it anymore if you have a bullet in your arm heaven forbid you have a broken bone or some trauma to your body, then go to the medical doctor because they will save your life. But if you're suffering with a chronic disease, bringing your body to the office of a conventionally trained medical doctor is a fool's errand. And, oh, by the way, in the United States, the leading cause of death, it's not heart disease. It's not... It's MD-directed medical therapeutics, the leading cause of death. So... It's also the leading cause of bankruptcy. What's the most expensive medicine? Well, it's the one that does not work. Hmm. So we all collectively need to just get a clue Hmm. and understand that, you know, the MDs are good for these things. Acupuncture is good for these things. Homeopathy is good for these things. Hmm. Naturopathy is good for these things. We need to educate ourselves before we're in trouble. Because when you're in trouble and you're laboring beneath an illness, you're scared and you're in pain and you're going to do something. And what are you going to do? You're going to go to the biggest show in town, but the biggest show in town is going to let you down. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's a, it's a gigantic worldwide problem. Uh, And, you know, ironically, at the same time, while there's all this storm and drung and, and suffering and pain and more pain and more suffering and more pain there exist right now science based clinically verified effective treatments developed and delivered by licensed physicians mm. for most chronic conditions but most people are completely unaware i mean let's be honest john i mean in the united states right my profession in order to become a naturopathic doctor in the US, you gotta do four years pre-med, four years naturopathic medical school, uh, graduate, 1,000 hours of clinical supervision, pass national boards, pass state boards, get a, conti- do con- 25 hours of continuing education credit every year, and hold a license to practice medicine, right? It's completely 100% primary care medicine, but I'm only allowed to practice medicine in less than half of the states, 24 states, is 50 oh. states in the United States. I can only practice in 24. Does that mean that the laws of nature and the laws of science, the laws of physics change no, when so I it, cross a state border? It's,
0: it's the laws of common sense, really. <laughs> it just defies Yeah, right?
1: it's political nonsense. Yeah. And yet, this is where we're at. I mean, most people in the U.S. don't even know how to pronounce naturopathy, let alone know what it does. So, education... Education is everything, and that's what I've dedicated. That's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, I don't have a brick-and-mortar practice anymore. For 25 years, I did. For the last four or five years, I've completely shifted, and now I'm 100% internet education all of the time because as God is my witness. Most people, in order to get into the game of healing, in order to give their bodies a chance to fix themselves, they don't need a private appointment with a holistic physician. They just need to know, oh, these foods I shouldn't eat and these nutrients my body needs. And when you start to give your body the stuff that it needs and you start to avoid the things that are bad for your body, your body rallies and start to fix, starts to fix itself. Right, right. And this is the biggest philosophical difference between the holistic method and the reductionistic method. Medical doctors being trained in allopathic medicine espouse a medical philosophy called reductionism, a scientific philosophy called reductionism. Reductionism was started by Isaac Newton, right? And reductionists argue that if you cannot measure it, it doesn't exist. So since nobody has ever dissected the soul or the spirit or seen it with an MRI, a CT or an X-ray, doesn't exist. So the medical doctor is actually trained to believe that consciousness itself is a function of biochemistry and that the body is a bag of biochemicals waiting to break. And when it does break, it's not the medical doctor's job to cure it. It's the medical doctor's job to manage it. And this is an eye-opener for most people. You know, of the thousands of prescription medications which are currently available, the only ones that cure anything are antibiotics, and those are starting to fail us. Mm-hmm. Antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections, that's going to be the next plague. Right. But my, my point here is m- your medical doctor might be the nicest person that God ever created, but your medical doctor doesn't even know how to cure heartburn. They can manage it with the little purple pill, but they can't cure it. So how effective do you think a medical professional who doesn't even know how to cure heartburn is going to be at curing high blood pressure, arthritis, type 2 diabetes, cancer? Did I hear you say completely ineffective? Well, you're correct, completely ineffective. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we've got the holistic physicians, homeopaths, acupuncturists, Chinese medical doctors, Ayurvedic practitioners, naturopathic doctors, everybody in the world, besides the MDs, practice a holistic method. And holism argues that the body is the house of the spirit, that the body is inhabited by an intelligent spiritual presence. And it is the intelligence of the spirit in the body which manages the body, which runs the show. And holistic medicine argues your body knows how to fix itself. Your body wants to fix itself. Your body is trying to fix itself all the time. So it is the sacred obligation of the holistic physician to discover and deliver therapeutics which support and promote the body's built-in God-given ability to fix itself. Right. To fix itself. We attempt to cure the condition. And yet, nobody knows who we are. And people languish and people suffer needlessly because when they get sick, they go to the wrong doctor. But don't get me started.
0: (laughs) Now, okay, we're we're venturing on to the nutrition side now. Ways that we can give the body what it needs so the body can look after itself properly. Now, what, okay, does, the body, so, what does the body need? Yeah.
1: All right. So let me, let me, I, I, do, I prepared a quick little slideshow here for you. Wonderful. Okay? okay. little video representation. Let me see if I can get this right. I was telling
0: our right. viewers that, uh, wow, look at that. You're not shy with technology, are you?
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, I thank God for, it's so easy now. It's really, the learning, there's a little bit of a learning curve with it, but you know, I think the technology makes me look a lot smarter than I am. (laughs) (laughs) So here's, here's the deal. Okay. By the way, this was proven by $25 million of research, which is now in the Smithsonian institution in the United States, which was conducted by my mentor and colleague, Dr. Joel Wallach. In order for the human body to work the way that nature and God intended it, there are 90 essential nutrients that must be present. If this tank represents your body's nutrient needs, in order for your body to work optimally, it has to be topped off every day with 90 essential nutrients 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. Now, An essential nutrient is called essential because the body needs it, but it can not make it. So the body needs calcium, but it can't make it. Body needs vitamin C, but it can't make it. Body needs vitamin B, uh, taurine, uh, omega-3, and omega-6 essential fatty acids, but it can't make them. Body needs cholesterol, but it can make that. So cholesterol, interestingly enough, is not considered an essential nutrient. Cholesterol is so important to the human body, your body makes it. And we can have a conversation about cholesterol at the end if there's time.
0: It's course of course, that's why doctors give us medicine to get rid of it.
1: <laughs> so they yeah, can, the, well, you know, the, these are the same doctors that told, that told us a uh, uh, hundred years ago that in order to cure ourselves, we needed to bleed ourselves to death, right? Bloodletting and leeches. That was the, the most effective, most progressive conventional medical therapy, and we all fell for it. It's the same with cholesterol, yeah. but that's perhaps a conversation for another time. Yeah. So, in order for the body to work the way that nature and God intended it to, your nutritional tank has to be topped off every day with all 90 nutrients. All 90. But, ironically, interestingly, regretfully, your body can't, you, you can not secure all of the nutrients that your body needs just from eating food. You can not do it. It is impossible. And here's why. Here's a map of selenium, the trace mineral selenium. Selenium is extremely important for cancer prevention. It's extremely important for heart health. It's extremely important for thyroid health. It's extremely important for liver health. Selenium is an essential mineral, like calcium and magnesium and phosphorus and iron and zinc. But because it's a mineral, there's only a couple of ways that it can get into the body. Remember, the body can't make it. Neither can an animal's body. A cow's body can't make calcium. Animals can't make minerals, plants can't make minerals. The only way that minerals get into the body is if they're in the soil that the food is growing in that we eat. And sometimes minerals can get into the water, but if they get into the water, they wash there from the soil. So the problem here is, however, there's no place, no place that we've discovered yet on God's green earth where all 60 minerals are found in the topsoil. No place at all. Some minerals here, some minerals there, some minerals there. Here's a map of selenium. Selenium depositions in the topsoil in the United States. Now in this map, if it's red, there's a lot of selenium. If it's yellow, uh, there's a moderate amount of selenium. If it's blue, not so much. If it's gray, hardly any. And if it's white, there isn't any at all, zero. So, depending on where your food is grown, your food is either going to have abundant selenium in it, a little bit of selenium in it, or zero selenium in it. Zero. And this is one map of one mineral. There are 59 other maps, and there's no place where all 60 minerals are found in the topsoil. So, that means, by extrapolation, your body is minerally deficient everybody's body on planet Earth don't have minerals. And, you know, quite frankly, they don't have enough vitamins or amino acids or essential fatty acids either. But minerals are the biggest deal here. And to add insult to injury, when farmers use pesticides and herbicides, the pesticides and herbicides go down into the soil and they kill the little bacteria that are in the soil that help the plant to assimilate the mineral. So what little minerals there are, what few minerals there are in the soil, have a, now a really hard time getting up into the plant because of the pesticides and herbicides. So over the last, I don't know, 75 years, as we've done more and more and more industry with more and more pesticides and more and more herbicides, It's not the presence of that crap in the body. You know, pesticides and herbicides, and they find their way into the body, and everybody thinks that this is the cause of chronic disease, but it's not. It's a stress to the body, but the biggest underlying factor that is unrecognized is consistent lack of minerals. And as time has gone by, Fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer minerals in the soil, more and more and more and more chronic disease. <laughs>
0: Excuse with the, me. Um, with the extensive farming that they do now to feed the growing population, would that also deplete the soil from the minerals and vitamin or minerals in the soil?
1: Yes, because in the United States, and it's probably the same in, in China, it's probably the same all around the world, mm. farmers put Three minerals in the soil. They put NPK, they put nitrogen, phosphorus, uh, and and uh potassium. That's it. That's three, but now you're 57 short, right? So and the pesticides and the herbicides that they use prevent or inhibit the absorption of the minerals into the plant. Now, here's another little twist. Plants that are They don't taste very good. Plants that are replete with minerals, they grow three times as big as, as they normally do. They taste awesome and they're resistant to bugs because the more in the soil, the more sugar is in the plant, the more naturally occurring sugars are in the plant. And the bugs that eat the plants don't have pancreases. So it's very difficult for them to metabolize sugar so they stay away from fruits and plants that are high in sugar because if they eat them they're going to die. So if you put minerals in the soil and the plant is replete with minerals, then it's a natural insecticide, but that is exactly not what happens. And so as we go down the track we become more and more and more and more minerally deficient and then we get more and more and more and more chronic disease And I'm telling you, they are directly related. For instance, calcium deficiencies are related to over 250 diseases. High blood pressure is related to not enough calcium. Ringing in the ears, not enough calcium. Lazy eye, not enough calcium. Vertigo, not enough calcium. Bad menstrual cramps, not enough calcium. Bleeding disorders, not enough calcium, etc etc., etc. You don't have enough selenium in the body, your chances of cancer increase, your chances of fibromyalgia increase, your chances of having gallstones and gallbladder issues and liver issues increases. You don't have enough vitamin B1 in your body, you're going to get dementia. If you don't have enough cholesterol in your body, you're going to get dementia and Alzheimer's disease. You don't have enough essential fatty acids in the body. You're going to get all kinds of skin conditions. And the list goes on and on and on. Very scary. For goodness sakes. It is pretty scary, but it's, it's not that difficult to get on the other side of. So, look, here in the United States, in the last 100 years, we doubled life expectancy. We doubled life expectancy, right? Years ago, in the turn of the century, people were lucky if they lived to their mid-40s. Now people are living to their mid-80s. Yeah. Doubled it. How did we do that? With penicillin? No. We did it by subsidizing farmers so they could grow food that everybody could eat, even though the food isn't that great. At least there's calories and public sanitation. Right. We taught people not to pee upstream and drink downstream. Those two things. Education. Doubled life expectancy. Yeah. So from my point of view, supplementation with the 90 essential nutrients is mandatory. Hmm. It's not optional. It's mandatory because you can not get the nutrients your body needs just from eating food. You can't do it. You could own a 1,000 acres of the most organic land in the world, only eat the stuff that you grew, and you'd still be nutritionally deficient. So look, we have to wash the body. We have to put clothes on it to protect ourselves from the environment. We have to eat food and drink water and we have to take nutritional supplements. It's mandatory. Unless and until you do that, your body's nutritional tank is gonna be less than optimal and then you're gonna get to a point of deficiency where things start to break and then you go to a medical doctor who throws a drug at it the intention of which is not to cure the problem. Mm. And interestingly enough, as the drugs are metabolized in your body, they burn through your nutrient reserves. This is why the drugs stop working for a couple of months or a couple of years. Because they have to increase the dose or add a second or a third or a fourth drug to maintain the blood pressure. Right. Why is that? Because the drugs burn through your nutrients. You didn't have enough nutrients in the first place. And so we go from the frying pan into the fire and then we die. And then in the United States, before we die, we go bankrupt, and then we die. And then our relatives are so grief-stricken that they organize a 5K run on our behalf, and they raise $50,000, and they give it to the medical profession, under whose care we got sick in the first place. It is a tragedy of biblical proportions, and it needs to stop now, because there are solutions. There are solutions. I'm not saying we have the cures to all chronic diseases. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you, you would not believe the things that I've seen people recover from following these therapeutics. You wouldn't believe it. That's touching Sometimes on, I don't believe it. Touching on
0: the uh, supplements, are there, um, I, I know with vitamins, is, there are vitamins, and then you know, people think that ascorbic acid is vitamin C. And is it the same for minerals? Like if you see a tablet which contains. You know, 60, you know, essential minerals. Will it be minerals that the body can use?
1: Yeah, well, okay, so here is it's at this point of the interview that people think Dr. Glidden is just an infomercial. So, in full disclosure, I'm here to tell you that I don't make any money in the sale of nutritional supplements. Zero. I don't make any money from the sale of nutritional supplements. And not all nutritional supplements are created equally. They're not. I mean, all wine is made from grapes, but there's a great deal of difference from bottle to bottle. There's a great deal of difference from chicken soup to chicken soup because of the recipe and the ingredients. It's exactly the same with nutritional supplements. I've been doing this for nearly 30 years, 29 years now. I've been, I've been practicing naturopathic medicine in primary care medical settings for 29 years. And I've been around the block with herbal supplements, nutritional supplements. I have access to nutritional supplements that you can only get as a licensed physician. You can't even get that stuff over the counter. And I'm here to tell you that of all the nutritional supplements that I've seen, and I've seen quite a bit in the course of my career, a company that makes the Best nutritional supplements. Yeah, well, here they are. This combination of nutritional supplements gives you the ninety essential nutrients, and you can get them here at eiffelhealth.com. Eiffel Health, like the tower, eiffelhealth.com. Yeah, the, writing,
0: the writing's on the screen, so it's quite, quite a.
1: Okay. So the first one is a plant-derived mineral. It's organic. Of 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 easy to absorb, all the minerals that your body needs. It's $20 US a bottle. This is the most effective mineral supplement I've ever seen. Next to it, where it says better, is a a product called Tangy Tangerine 2.0. This has vitamins, amino acids, and a couple of minerals in it. It is a very effective multiple vitamin, multiple amino acid, couple of mineral nutritional supplement. And at the bottom where it says best, that's called a healthy pack, a healthy start pack 2.0. That contains everything that the body needs, all the essential fatty acids, all the vitamins, all the minerals, all the amino acids in recipes that the body can actually absorb. Now, I'll give you an example. Mm. The calcium supplement, uh, it's called Beyond Osteo FX, is over 90% absorbable by the human body. Most calcium supplements, well, all calcium supplements that I've seen over the counter, even the good ones made, you know, by companies that you can only get if you're a doctor. If you're lucky, they're 15% absorbable. 15%. Wow. Which is better? 15% or 90%? Well, 90%. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal, right? Because in order for you to get a therapeutic bounce from a therapeutic effect, from a nutritional supplement, you have to absorb it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's much more effective. And this is where the holistic philosophy comes through. It is much more effective if you take into your body not just the right amounts of vitamin C, not just the right amounts of calcium, not just the right amounts of vitamin E, but all 90 essential nutrients you need all 90 essential nutrients in order for everything to work correctly. There are cofactors and all these things that need to be present. If you just take a lot of vitamin C or a lot of vitamin D, well, that's better than not taking any, but the holistic method argues, you give the body everything that it needs in absorbable recipes. And when you do that, switches start turning on in the body that have been turned off your entire life. This, Therapeutic intervention is a game changer. We've just had a question. And, you know, we, sorry. it makes a gigantic difference.
0: We've just had a question in from Charlotte. She's um, saying that her husband has had a traumatic brain injury seven months ago, which caused whiplash to his neck. He damaged his right in the ear, which causes him to feel as if he was floating in his head. And his blood pressure has increased as well. Do you think the um, products that you've shown there now would it be beneficial for Charlotte's husband.
1: Yes, I do. So here's here's what we do. This is the, the basic, you know, the the basic um the basic idea, right? So the body needs 90 essential nutrients. You're lucky if you have half of those in your body at any moment in time, unless you're supplementing appropriately. Right? So everybody's body needs to be topped off with all 90, yes. just to get you into the game. And then if you have an asthmatic condition or traumatic brain injury or high blood pressure or eczema or type 2 diabetes or a kidney issue or a liver issue or a skin issue, after we've given you the 90 essential nutrients, we give you a little extra, in his case, brain help, a okay. little extra central nervous system help. You have a blood sugar issue, we give you a little extra blood sugar support and so forth and so on. Mm. So I cannot stress this enough. Everybody needs the 90 essential nutrients, everybody, without exception. And then once you've accomplished that, we do a little extra work to help whatever part of your body it is that's sick and suffering. Now, when we're dealing with brain issues.
0: Hmm.
1: central nervous system issues. Here's an interesting statistic. You're sitting down. 70% of your central nervous system is made from cholesterol. Made from cholesterol. That's what it's made from. Cholesterol. So, if you're trying to support and promote healthy brain function, healthy nerve function, you must eat a diet high in cholesterol and you must stop taking statin, uh, cholesterol-lowering statin drugs. Hmm. So eat butter, eat lard, eat meat, eat chicken, eat fish, eat avocados, and then have more butter, and then have some cheese, and then have some full-fat milk, and then some more butter. And, oh, by the way, put salt on your food because your body needs salt in order to have healthy digestive acid. And if you do these things... In addition to the 90 essential nutrients, we would, we would add essential fatty acids. We would double the essential fatty acid dose just, for somebody just, with a um, tra- you've, traumatic brain injury. You have just right?
0: checked off all the things that are, we've been told are unhealthy by, by medical doctors.
1: <laughs> yes. And that's my point exactly. Now, we've taken advice yeah. from medical doctors who have no training, no respect, no appreciation, and no experience with medical nutrition, we've taken their advice about what foods to eat and not eat. And also we've taken advice about what foods to eat and not eat from the people who make the food. So I don't think that's a very good idea. So now this is, this is an interesting, this is an interesting point. And I'm glad that you brought it up. It makes you the smartest man in class. In addition (laughs) to filling up our nutritional tank, right? We must stop eating food that's gumming up the works. Okay. We have to stop it. Because, you know, if you, if you bought a brand new automobile and it ran on unleaded gas, and every time you filled it up at the tank, you, put, you filled half of the tank up with unleaded and half of the tank with diesel fuel, it's only a matter of time until the engine explodes. And there's nothing wrong with the engine. You've just put the wrong fuel in the tank. You didn't know any better. Well, it's the same with the human body. Mm. You eat the wrong stuff all the time, a little bit every day, 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 a little, little bit every day, boom. You wake up one day, you've got high blood pressure. Mm. You wake up one day, you've got nutritional deficiencies. You wake up one day, you've got type 2 diabetes or asthma or this, that, or the other thing. Mm. And it's a combination of these two things. Mm. Consistent consumption of food that's hurting the body and lack of nutrients to handle the stress. And that's a recipe for disaster. And, you know, this is where the conspiracy theorist in me starts to look around. Because the majority of the food that most people in the United States eat most of the time is bad for us. It's the wrong stuff to be eating and it's most of the stuff that we eat most of the time. Now, that can't be a coincidence. I think that the powers that be know that these foods are bad. And I think that they've slowly um, kind of culturally conditioned us to believe that they're actually healthy. So we're going to eat the wrong stuff all the time. We're going to get sick and then we're going to go to conventional medical doctors and they're going to get rich and we're going to die.
0: Do you, do you think that they've also tuned people's taste buds to become more accustomed to sweet products? And my, my bug yeah. is cereal. I can't eat any of the sugar pops that they call cereal in the supermarket. I just cannot do it.
1: It's just too sweet. <laughs> and most, And you know, billions of kids in the world are eating that stuff every day. Oh. And that's interesting because remember we were talking before about when the food is grown in demineralized soil, it doesn't taste very good. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't. So as a workaround, the food industry puts more and more and more and more and more and more and more 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 sugar into the food Mm. just so it'll taste good and we can eat it. Now, you know, when you have uh, sophisticated taste buds or you've been following a health path some type of health path in your life that starts to change Mm. and your body all of a sudden starts to get a clue and you kind of shy away from that stuff. But Mm. most people in the world are not in the boat that we're in. They're just not there. They have no idea about any of this. They trust conventional wisdom, even though it's bankrupting them, even though it's killing them. And it is a tragedy. Of biblical proportions here i i gotta tell you it's just it's just horrible
0: yeah gosh was well, they, they the medical um establishment gained control really by death by a thousand cuts no one noticed each individual cut but yeah, that's now.
1: correct yeah so that happened here in the united states in the early 1900s they had a guy named abraham flexner this was the corporation who like owned everything.
0: Hmm.
1: They hired this guy named Abraham Flexner to go all around the country and take an inventory of all the medical schools. Yes. And back in those days, there were some medical schools that taught chiropractic and homeopathic and naturopathy and drugs, hmm. right? Hmm. Or there was a big mishmash and you know. And so Flexner went all around the country, he took an inventory, and he gave the list to the Carnegie's. And they ginned up public outcry like what happened here after 9-11 in the United States. They passed the Patriot Act overnight, this gigantic set of laws, passed it overnight because of, you know, public furor and public outrage. Well, they did the same thing in the 1920s with the Flexner Report, scaring everybody that there were these substandard medical schools practicing unscientific methods. And really what they were trying to do is give the medical schools that taught drug therapy the upper hand mm. and they were successful mm. so in the early 1900s the american medical association who mm. you know it's md medicine pharmaceutical centrist medicine yes was given complete control over who could become a doctor and who couldn't mm. and all of the this is where the term alternative came from i'm not i don't i hate the term alternative.
0: It should be it saying that the same. I practice,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like this man, it's like saying that I practice or my colleagues practice alternative medicine is like saying, Well, the only real dog is a German Shepherd, and every other dog is an alternative dog, <laughs> right? Absolutely, that's right. Okay. that is, but that's the way that it is. But this is where that came from mm. it came from this notion that you know the MDs have the secret decoder ring to all things medical Mm. and everybody but them practices substandard back of the bus, dangerous medicine. And quite frankly, the opposite is true. Leading cause of death in the United States is MD directed medicine. Now look, a lot of people don't understand this and I don't talk about this enough, but I just want to make every here right? Mm. It's not the drug. It's how it's used. I can prescribe drugs. Interestingly enough, most people don't understand that. As an naturopathic doctor in the states that I'm licensed and regulated, I can prescribe prescription medications, legend drugs. I can prescribe them. It's not the drug, it's how it's used. The way that the medical doctors are trained to use drugs is ineffective and dangerous. The way that we use drugs, effective and supportive. Now, 29 years of clinical experience, I've had to prescribe drugs once. Once. I prescribed antibiotics to a child with pneumonia, and that was 20 years ago before I knew any better. And if I, had this, if, I had to, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't do that. But my point is, look, thank God for Novocaine. Every time I'm in the dentist's office, I thank God for Novocaine. It's not the drug, it's how it's used. We're not anti-drug. Right. We're anti-ineffective medicine. Hmm. Chemotherapy doesn't work. Chemo- and it's academic. It's not arguable. Chemotherapy does not work. And into the bargain, it creates cancer. It creates side effects. It's extremely expensive. And maybe it's going to lengthen your life with cancer by one or two or three or four months. So isn't that great? No, it's not great. It's isn't a scam it? scam.
0: it is a scam. And and even the term side effect, which is an which is a euphemism for <laughs> something's gonna kill you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and everybody's become so used to it. Mm, oh, mm. it's a side effect. Oh, oh it's, it's a side effect. you know, yeah. it's like really and then you gotta
0: take more medicine to to counter the side effect, and that's got side effects. You
1: know, uh dangerous effects. <laughs> So here, here's how it is in the United States.
0: Mm.
1: Now, you know, you're lucky in China because in China you have access to traditional Chinese medicine, yes, acupuncture, traditional Chinese herbal medicine, right? Which mm. is great. Uh, and you don't nearly have the same health outcomes in China that you have in the U.S. Because in China, people have access to alternatives to pharmaceuticals, right? Mm. You mark my words. As the pharmaceutical industry becomes more entrenched in China, you're going to see worse and worse and worse and worse health, out- health outcomes. You, ha- you have to. Oh, it's, quite be- not- and, it's not be- and it's just because the intention of the pharmaceutical is not to cure the condition. The intention of the pharmaceutical is to manage the condition. Right. Right? Oh, absolutely. It's a business decision. They don't want to lose customers. I don't think it's, I honestly don't think that the people who are brought up inside of MD medicine, they're not bad human beings. They're not sadistic people. They're not, you know, out to make a lot of money and kill people, mm. but they're so close minded that they come out of medical school thinking that if they weren't taught it in medical school, it's simply not valid. Mm-hmm. So, even when their therapeutics fail, even when their therapeutics harm, even when their therapeutics bankrupt, Hmm. and even when their therapeutics kill people, they don't have the intellectual capacity to question their method. And, you know, this was the whole doctoral degree granting program and the PhD stuff. Hmm. That was started in Germany, by the way. Yes. And the intention of the doctoral program was not to broaden people's minds, not to help people think objectively and use the rational scientific method to figure stuff out. Mm. It was to make them think inside of a particular box. And if you step outside of that box, you are out of the club. Mm. And, you know, that's why it continues. And Medical doctors, by and large, are some of the the biggest intellectual cowards I've ever met in my life. And how they exist in first place for so long, while at the same time generating a a, a crap product, Mm -hmm. is unbelievable to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you bought a brand new automobile, you spent $30,000 US for that automobile and you're driving it down the road and one month after you buy it, the engine drops out. You're going to have a problem. You're going to pitch a fit and you're going to go back to the dealer and you're going to make a fuss and get your money back. But when you go to a medical doctor and you give them $30,000 and it does not what they tell you doesn't fix the problem and you get worse, nobody asks for their money back. There's no uproar. There's no outrage. Because we've been socialized right. to think yeah. that if the medical doctor can't figure it out, nobody can, yeah, and it's killing us.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the medical establishment—they've got very good diagnostic tools that they can use, and that's one thing that which they are good at as well. They've got their, their, and that's their,
1: so, you know we're so, and that's a great point. Mm-hmm. This is a really good point. Now, naturopathic doctors are trained in the same diagnostic tools, so diagnosis is diagnosis is diagnosis. You know, once you know what the problem is, then the next question is, well, how the heck are you going to fix it? Yeah. So we use the same diagnostic stuff that the MDs use. I mean, anatomy and physiology is anatomy and physiology, whether you're an acupuncturist or well with acupuncture, it's different. But my point here is that this is the deal, right? naturopathic medical doctors are taught to use the scientific method to prove the effectiveness of the holistic treatment and then to deliver it and and that's what we do and nobody even knows that we exist and so people suffer in silence
0: yeah well there's 62 million people that know something's up (laughs) for the people that watch that video
1: (laughs) yeah there are that was that was a revelation to me. Dude, um, uh, ago, uh, I, was, I, I was at a uh, health freedom convention here in Chicago in the United States and there was a guy that uh, a very wealthy individual here in the United States that he was he had retired he was in his 80s I think yeah. and he had a vitamin company you know for a like starting in the 1920s, right? I mean, it was one of the first vitamin companies. Back in those days, nobody did vitamins, right? So this guy had a very long, one of the oldest vitamin companies in the U.S., and he's retired, and he wanted to give back. So he hired a couple of videographers to go around the country interviewing holistic doctors about all kinds of different things. And they found me, and they interviewed me, about the ineffectiveness of conventional cancer treatment, chemotherapy specifically. I cited the study, by the way, that was done in Australia, right? It was done in Australia. It said 97% of the time chemotherapy doesn't work, all right? Published. I cited the study for a couple of years, and they posted it on YouTube, and for a couple of years nothing happened. And then a year and a half ago, somebody on YouTube who has a gigantic following found that video and posted it on their website. And within, uh, within a year, it had 25 million views. And now a year and a half later, it's, we're, we're getting close to 70 million views. Gosh. So there's a need, right? People of their minds somewhere know that there must be something else that they can do in order to support their body's ability to fix themselves. And they're correct. There is. And you know, you can smell a rat, right? Hmm. People are starting to wake up to the shell game that chemotherapy is. And they're also starting to wake up to the ineffectiveness of conventional medicine for chronic disease. Hmm. And look, if you have a broken leg or a bullet in your arm, go to the medical doctor because they'll save your life. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a chronic disease, they're the wrong dog for the hunt. And more and more people are starting to wake up to this. But honestly, now maybe it's the pessimist in me. I've been doing this for such a long time. I honestly don't think in our lifetime there's going to be any major Political change here. Like, I don't think we're going to wake up in the United States and all of a sudden naturopathic medicine and Ayurvedic medicine is going to be licensed in all 50 states, and there's going to be just as many naturopathic medical schools as conventional medical schools and holistic health research centers, and you know, the money is going to be distributed evenly. That's not going to happen in our lifetime. There's movement towards that, and more and more people are waking up, but I have to tell you that one thing that we can do, and this is what I've, I'm dedicating the rest of my life to, is just education. Just education. Because, like with the 90 essential nutrients, I mean, if you have a blood sugar issue, you have an arthritic issue, you have migraine headaches, you have eczema, you're obese. You have restless legs at night. You can't get a good night's sleep. Your energy has gone out the window. You need 20 cups of coffee a day to get through your life. There's a solution. And you don't need a private appointment with a doctor to figure it out. You just need a little bit of education. So on my website, right, glidden.healthcare, I have an online self-help health recovery program. It's a subscription service, right? You can become a subscriber and have access to hundreds of videos that I've produced that talk to you about, oh, you have high blood pressure. Well, here's what the MDs think about it. Here's what we think about it. Here's how they treat it, and here's how we treat it, and this is what you should do. Really, Just a little bit of education here is going to go a long, long way. I just gave a lecture in um, Canada. I was in uh, uh, Manitoba, the, the Winnipeg, in the province of Manitoba. And a gentleman came from Newfoundland, well, 1,500 miles away, an elderly man and his wife. He was in his uh, late 70s. And he traveled all that way to see me because a year previous to that, I had been giving a lecture in the same part of the country and he was there. Oh. And he had heart disease and arthritis. He was walking on, you know, with a cane and with crutches, and he could walk maybe a hundred steps, and then he'd be out of breath, and it was a problem. Mm -hmm. He traveled all the way from Newfoundland to Winnipeg just to tell me, just to thank me, because his heart condition had cleared up. He had just walked five kilometers picking berries in Newfoundland, His arthritis was managed and he felt like a million bucks. It took him about nine months of changing his diet and filling up his nutritional tank. But these things are possible because Mm. our bodies know how to fix themselves. Mm. Our bodies want to fix themselves, but they need raw materials to do it. And the raw materials that they need are not in the food. Some of them are, but not all of them. Mm. And you know, this is what I'm, I'm dedicated to.
0: So, so if most of the um, global population are deficient in the minerals, how long w- would it take for someone, if they take the um, supplements from i4health.com to restore the balance? I, I guess it depends on what degree of deficiency they are.
1: Yeah, that's and, correct. And how old they are, right? Okay. So, so, you know, for instance, to... mm, sorry, a, a, a 10-year-old boy with asthma mm is going to see a remarkable change probably within seven days. Okay. But a 50-year-old with asthma might take six months, right? I mean, we don't know, but, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Mm. But basically the idea is You stop eating the food that's gumming up the works. You can get that list for free, by the way, on my website, glidden.healthcare. There are 12 foods that you shouldn't even look at, let alone eat. And that's free on my website. So, you know, they stop eating the foods. We fill the nutritional tank up, take a little extra of this, a little extra of that, and then we get out of the way. We wait and we see how far back the body bounces. And this is a very interesting thing to think to talk about because not only. Do we see improvements in the chief complaint? You know, like, oh, the arthritis gets better. Oh, my breathing is get, getting better. But this is holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. We're not really treating the disease. We're treating the person. So as, you know, the lungs are getting better, everything else is too. So your mood gets better. Your energy gets better. Your sleep gets better. Your sex drive gets better. Little aches and yeah. pains get better. Yeah. Yeah. Everything tends to brighten up. Now, um,
0: for it's acne. beautiful. For acne, would that be also quite possibly a mineral deficiency if it's adult acne?
1: Yes, adult acne, there's the first thing to consider with adult acne is it's a blood sugar issue, right? Okay. Because the sugar, by the way, I did a fascinating webinar on this that's available in the subscription service, but sugar is not the antichrist. Your DNA is made from sugar. Your genetic material is made from sugar. Your body loves sugar. Sugar is the gasoline of your body. You couldn't blink an eyelash without sugar. Mm. There's two problems with sugar. Number one, how much are you swallowing every day? And number two, how able is your body to metabolize the sugar efficiently? Mm. Guess what the body needs in order to metabolize the sugar? (laughs) Minerals. (laughs) specifically vanadium and chromium. Okay. So even if you're eating exactly perfectly the right amount of sugar every day, Mm. if you don't have enough vanadium and chromium and the other 90 essential nutrients to make that stuff work, Mm. your body's going to have trouble with sugar. Mm. And it's not the sugar. It's the lack of minerals. Now, in the United States, Mm. most people eat way too much sugar You know, that's a whole nother thing. But the thing that nobody pays any attention to here is the body's ability to metabolize sugar. So when your body can't metabolize sugar, sugar lingers in the bloodstream longer than it needs to, right? Mm -hmm. So you swallow something, it's got sugar in it, the sugar goes into the blood, the blood takes it everywhere in the body, and then the sugar leaves the blood and enters into every cell in the body to make them work. Okay. The sugar wants to get out of the blood and get into the cell, Mm. but it needs minerals to do that. So when sugar lingers in the blood too long, it feeds bacteria that are in the body, because there's bacteria, especially in the skin. Mm. And so the leading cause of adult acne is a blood sugar issue, an undiagnosed blood sugar issue. And so we would treat we would treat that with the 90 essential nutrients. Yes. plus extra blood sugar support
0: okay that 's good to know thank you for that um, i 've got a a loss of a um, list of um, questions which were asked by um, our, um, our um, audience overnight you 've answered most of them already in your talk um, but a few um, questions which have remained unanswered um which I'll ask now if that's okay. Um, sure. Uh, what are the differences between fat-soluble minerals and water-soluble minerals? Does <clears throat> the body treat them differently?
1: Yes. So there's only a handful of, of the 90 essential nutrients. There's only a handful of most of those are water-soluble nutrients. There are the omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acids are oil, yes. and they're fat-soluble right? Okay. So, the body knows what to do with a water-soluble nutrient, and the body knows what to do with a fat-soluble nutrient. But for mm. instance, with the fat-soluble nutrients, the omega-3s, they're oil. And when oil is exposed to oxygen, it oxidizes and starts to go rancid. Yes. And it doesn't take long for that to happen. Mm. So, the good nutritional supplement companies who manufacture an omega-3 and omega-6 essential fatty acid supplement, Hmm. they squirt the oil into the little gelatin capsule in a nitrogen chamber so that if any gas gets in the capsule, it's nitrogen and not oxygen. Yes. So the oil does not start to oxidize until you swallow it, and that's a very important factor. Okay. And, you know, this also is why, like I said before, not all nutritional supplements are created equally. Right. So if you are wanting to supplement with a fat-soluble omega-3 or omega-6 nutritional supplement, you have to make sure that, you know, it's processed under a nitrogen blanket. And those supplements that I was alluding to before at EiffelHealth.com, that you can get those. That, I mean, that's all that they do.
0: Okay. Now, um, in the start of the talk, you showed us the map of selenium. Do you have a um, what, in your view, is the most um, the most deficient, the most um, you know? If, if someone said to you, "Look, I can only I can only take one, you know, one mineral <laughs> for whatever reason," which one would
1: you just say? Well, look, you live, you know, you Well, live- I would tell them you, you're going to die <laughs> because okay. you know that's like saying, "Well." I have to eat food or drink water. I can't do both. What am I going to do? Okay. Right. Okay. So, but, you know, calcium. Really? Wow. The most, I have seen more calcium deficiency syndromes than anything else. And it's a problem. Now, there's a medical doctor. He's an MD. He has no business talking about nutri- nutrients at all. But he wrote a book that calcium is evil and calcium will kill you and he's wrong because if you just take calcium 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 you're going to tip the scale but if you take calcium and all the other 89 nutrients then that's that's a sweet sauce for the body that is perfect the body needs that and the body can use it i mean too much sunlight will kill you too much water will kill you Too much oxygen, quite frankly, will kill you. Ask any scuba diver. Yes. So it's all about the balance here. Yes. And we are the only ones in the world right now, the only ones that are talking about the the balance. And, And it's very, very, very important. But I've seen more problems because of lack of calcium than anything else.
0: Right. Um, I was going to give you a closing question, but another question just sneaked in from our our online audience. It's uh, lovely Charlotte. She's asked, um, what do you recommend for someone who has
1: kidney stones? Kidney stones, that's a calcium deficiency. Wow. A deficiency in calcium. Yeah. So here's how that goes. The body needs a lot of calcium. I mean, for your skeleton, right? Your bones. The most abundant mineral in the body is calcium and your body uses calcium to regulate blood pressure. Your body uses calcium for a lot of different things and it needs calcium all of the time. So if you need calcium, but you're not consuming food that's high in calcium, absorbable calcium, your body's going to suck that out of the bones and put it into the blood to make it available. So. If you don't need calcium on Monday and Tuesday, but you've got enough in your diet on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, then that's one thing, but most people don't have that. So if you're calcium deficient all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, a little switch in the body kind of becomes fatigued and the body starts sucking calcium out of the bones in large amounts, and it's like a runaway train. Now you've got, a lot of calcium in your blood, too much calcium in your blood, all the blood in your body goes through the kidney. All that calcium b- binds up to kidneys, and that forms most, cal- most kidney stones or calcium oxalate kidney stones. So now, if, however, these people with kidney stones go to a medical doctor. They take the blood, and, oh, the blood's high in calcium. So you have to stop taking calcium supplements or drinking milk, and it's exactly the opposite. The blood and the calcium is high because there's not enough nutritive calcium in the body. The body had to steal it from the bones and it became a runaway train. So remember, here we always try to figure out the cause and eliminate the cause. So, the single biggest cause of kidney stones is calcium deficiencies. So, you must be supplementing with the 90 essential nutrients and extra calcium. And to dissolve the kidney stones, we use uh, herbal extract of juniper. Right. Uh, juniper berry extract dissolves kidney stones. Um, there's another herb called Berberis vulgaris, and there are some homeopathics. In this, again, shameless self-promotion, remember I'm an educator,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? I, t- this book, it's 296 pages, um, and it outlines 80 different illnesses and tells you what to do with medical nutrition. I mean, I line it right up for people. I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. You know, if you're smart enough to pass the driver's license test, you're smart enough to know how to figure out what to do to help your body, mm. have healthy blood sugar, have, you know, no kidney stones, have healthy bones and joints. It's not that hard to do, but you just have never been taught how to do it. And that's my job, and I'm really good at it. If I do say so myself, so. well, you are. You but that's interesting, doing? isn't it? Kidney stones from a calcium deficiency.
0: Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised when he said that. Um, yeah. Now, is there the the, the the closing question was going to be, was there is there any danger in overdoing um, mineral supplements? You're very, really, you know, um, yeah. Well, you know, like if, the, the bottle. If I was to drink half a bottle from.
1: Um, you
0: know? Yeah, it's
1: a good thing to talk about. By the way, here's my mineral supplement. This is the um, multivitamin, multimineral supplement. uh, Tastes pretty good too. So there is something in the world of biochemistry and pharmacology called the LD50, which is for the lethal dose which will kill 50% of the people that it's given to or 50% of the animals that it's given to. Gosh. Everything has an LD50. Mm. Water has an LD50. Alcohol has an LD50, right? Everything has, drugs have LD50. Apparently Guinness doesn't. Calculated the LD50 mm. for the calcium supplement yeah. that I'm such a fan of. Yeah. In order to hurt yourself with that calcium supplement, you would need to drink 37... Uh, 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 one, 37 quart bottles, right, a day. 37 bottles, big quart bottles. You have to drink 37 of those a day. You couldn't do that. No. Because by the time you got through the second bottle, you'd be throwing up. Mm. And the body, it is virtually impossible to overdose with nutritional supplements if you take them in a holistic fashion. Okay. Virtually impossible. You could do it, but it's really, 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 really hard. And if you take too much of anything, your body gets rid of it because the body knows. So, all things being equal, taking too much is irrelevant. Not having enough will kill you Mm. slowly. Mm. So, you don't need to worry about that. Um, It's a very good question. I think one of the easiest supplements to overdose with is selenium. Okay. But, you know, we, we educate people about, you know, how much to take and what the signs of a little too much selenium are. But right. you would be hard pressed to hurt yourself even doing that because the body it starts to rebel, right? The body doesn't like it and lets you know. So right. It's very difficult to overdose with this stuff. Right. You know how many people in the United States died from a nutritional supplement overdose last year? No. Really? You know how many people died from conventional medicine? 760,000. That's a conservative estimate.
0: And they're, making, they're taking uh, aggressive moves now to uh, control the supplement industry.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that is a whole nother interview.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to have to do another one yeah. because we've, we've only shot the mark Peter and I really
1: want you back because you know I talk too much. I do. I talk too much, John. What can I say? I'm. Well, you. I am a motor. You've
0: got. You've got. (laughs) No, you've got a lot of information, and um, I really appreciate where you're coming from too. Because you, are you sort of gave a bit of a warning at the start. You know, you say things as they are, and you do. You say things as they are, and we need more people like you to sort of um, stand up and say, look, you know, this is actually what's happening. You know, people need to learn that. um, You know, there's that we've been hoodwinked for 100 years.
1: So, we have, so, you're absolutely right. And that's why you should be applauded because it's not everybody that would take it upon themselves to stand up and be counted like you're doing. Well, we just wanted so, more
0: people to do that. If, if nothing else, we want people to take control over their own health. And that's really the uh, motivation behind SAMHR.
1: You're absolutely correct. I could not agree more. Keep up the good work. It's my pleasure. It was an honor to be with you. Don't stop what you're doing.
0: Oh, we we won't. We're too stupid. (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.